Hi, Mama. I am so excited for today, even more than normal. I have my pastor, Megan Robinson, here today, and I couldn't be more excited. She is seriously a powerhouse of a human, and I really believe that every single one of you is going to be blessed by her. Today, I want to unpack something that doesn't always seem super sexy, but is what I believe an essential component of your journey of healing. So we're going to be talking about the local church and why it's so important. What does the Bible say about it? How is it related to healing? And I'm really excited to share with you Pastor Megan's insights because I believe that they are going to set you up for this journey of healing. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. I'm so excited to introduce you today to my pastor, Pastor Megan Robinson. She is amazing. She is such a powerhouse of a person. And just as we've talked about, we're talking about this journey of healing. It's just so exciting to get to introduce you to her because she has been such a key component in my journey of healing. And I've been at the Movement Church, the church that her and her husband, Pastor Carrie, run. And I've been there for five years and it has had a profound impact on my walk with God and my life and my healing journey. And so I just know you're going to be so blessed by this conversation. So I just want to throw it over to Pastor Megan just to introduce herself, tell you a little bit about the Movement Church and who she is so that you can get to know her. Awesome. Thanks, Brittany. I am so excited to be your guest on this podcast. I love that you started this. I'm so proud of you. And uh, I know that what you're doing is going to make a huge difference in so many people's lives. All the people who are listening right now, I'm sure agree with me. Um, If they were in the room, they'd tell you the same thing. So I'm honored that you asked me to be, be a part of this. And you kind of introduced me, but for all of you that I don't know, my name is Megan and my husband, Carrie, and I, we pastor the Movement Church. And we have been doing that here in Orange County for almost nine years in September. We moved out to California to start the church. And that has been a wild adventure. I'm sure can talk about that at another time. But Carrie and I've been married for 20 years and in ministry for that amount of time. When I say in ministry, that means we've been working for a church and really just helping people. And we have two girls, two daughters. Brooklyn is 17 and a senior in high school this coming year. And Avery is 12. She's going into seventh grade and they're a lot of fun and we have a good time. We have a dog, Lucy, who is a huge black lab and we're about to get a puppy because we're crazy like that. So that I'm a little nervous about, but also excited. And she's a little golden doodle and her name is Bowie. So that is me and the Robinson family, that's my my little introduction for you, Brittany. That is so great. I cannot wait to meet Bowie. That is adorable. <laughs> my life is going to be blessed. So thanks for <laughs> doing that for me. 
Uh, yeah. So as you can hear, Pastor Megan is amazing. And yeah, I just really wanted to bring her on. I'll probably bring her on as many times as she'll let me because she has so much wisdom to unpack. So yeah, I just wanted to bring her on to talk about church. This is to me, one of the key components that you need to set yourself up for this journey of healing. And we're talking about packing your backpack and what we need to bring. And church, I believe is one of those key things that if we're going to move through this journey, we need this community of church. Yeah. And it's also something that I think today there is so many, there's so much confusion about it. There's so much kind of culture pressing against church and even Christians saying like, well, I don't need church. I can have church at home. I I don't think churches run the way the Bible talks about anymore. So I, I don't need to go. There's all of these different things I've heard. And so I just wanted to bring you in to help shed some like biblical truth, your revelations, your wisdom on why, why God says church. Does God say church? What is that all about? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just start talking, but feel free to interrupt me and ask questions because, um, you know, I, I do, I agree with you. I think the church is important because, um, the church is a community of faith. It's a community of believers who are coming together to worship God, but also to advance the gospel. The gospel is just another word for good news. I, I do agree with you 100%. I think if if we're going to go on a journey for healing personally, whatever that looks like, everybody's journey is different. I, I do believe there's a lot that you can do on your own. There are a lot of resources that are available. There's a lot of ways that you can work to become a better person, that you can work to heal from trauma. There's, there's so many incredible things, but I would dare say that if, if there's not a personal relationship with Jesus and a community of faith to support you in the process, there's always going to be a piece that's missing. And so I, I would just really encourage any of you that are listening, I don't know what everyone's faith background is, and maybe, maybe you're new to a journey of faith and you do have these questions about church. And the one thing I can tell you is that churches are made up of people. And so I don't know if you've ever met a perfect person. Um, If you have met a perfect person, I would love to meet them. So you can introduce me someday. But in my experience, there's no perfect people, which also means there's no perfect churches. And so I I have had conversations with a lot of people who have had a bad experience with church. Maybe they've had a bad experience with a pastor or with other Christians. Man, there are some Christians that are such a poor reflection of the gospel of Jesus. And and it's because there's a lot of imperfect people in the world. And so um, I, I will say that if you've had a bad experience, I wouldn't just write off the entire entity of church. I, I do believe it's so important. It's a, it's a community of believers, a community of like-minded people who are pursuing purpose and pursuing a relationship with God that can encourage and challenge one another in the journey. And so I do think it's crucial. And I know one of the questions you asked, Brittany, was what does the Bible say about church? And it actually says a lot about church. Um, One of the scriptures that I, I think is so valuable, it's found in Hebrews 10. It says, don't neglect the assembly, the gathering of believers. And, and it's this reminder that we need one another. So 
my, my relationship with God is a personal relationship with God, but the Bible tells us we go to Jesus for forgiveness and we go to other people for healing. So forgiveness is obviously available to any of us. None of us are perfect. The Bible actually says we are all sinners. We, uh, we've all fallen short. And so just to really break down the gospel for you, the Bible says that we're all sinners and, and we're just imperfect human beings. And we were born that way. And, and that's okay. But God loves us so much. He wants relationship with us. But the Bible also clearly unpacks for us that, that God cannot have anything to do with sin. And so because he desired relationship with you and me desired to actually like engage in a relationship with us on a day in and day out basis, because he wants that there had to be something to bridge the gap between us because our sin separates us from God. And so the Bible says that, that God sent his son, Jesus to ultimately pay the price for our sins. He gave his life on the cross. And maybe you're familiar with the gospel message. And he gave his life on the cross to pay the price for our sins. The beautiful thing about that is that there's nothing you can do to earn it. There is literally no steps that you can take to earn the grace and the forgiveness from God. It's simply a decision to receive. Like if I had this giant box wrapped with a beautiful bow and I had the best gift in the entire world and I wanted to give it to you and I was standing in front of you with the box, you would still have to extend your hands to receive it. You wouldn't have to work for it. You wouldn't have to pay me money for it, but you would have to extend your hands to receive it. And so the Bible says that all we have to do to receive that free gift of forgiveness of salvation is to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and then we'll be saved. So it's this beautiful, like this interaction that I can have with God. And I can know that no matter my past, no matter my story, a relationship with God is available to me. So that's, that's where we find like that, that personal walk with God. But I believe that our healing comes in the context of relationships of other people that we do life with, that we share our journey with, that we're vulnerable with in the, in the real and the messy areas of our life. Because just, just because you receive salvation doesn't mean life gets perfect. <laughs> It doesn't mean everything in your world changes. It just starts you on a faith journey and you need other people to journey with you in that. And I, I believe that's what the church is about. And so I, I would just encourage any of you that are listening, if, if it's been a while since you've been in a church, maybe you've never been to church, maybe you've had a bad experience, I would say give it another try because there are some incredible churches out there and incredible people. We always say the best friend you've never met yet might be in your church. And so I, I just really do believe in it. And I think you asked me, sorry, Brittany, I'm talking for forever here. Um, I, I think you asked me about um, just how we do church. And you asked about house churches versus the church that meets in the big building. And so I, I think that all are great. We need all different kinds of churches, right? We, we need all different shapes and sizes because there's so many different people in the world. And so 
there's going to be all different styles of churches. You'll probably find a style of church that fits you. And that's where you want to engage and plug in. Church is kind of like the family you get to choose. And that's fun. But I, I think there's all different kinds of churches. And I do have a lot of friends that, that love the concept of house churches. And yes, that is originally how the church began. I know some of your questions were, were asking about that. That is how the church began. But you do need to understand that at the creation, when when the church really launched in the New Testament, what had, what had happened was <laughs> the disciples had been gathered together and they'd been in one place praying and Jesus had already given his life on the cross. He, um, he had been raised from the dead and he had ascended into heaven. And before he left, he told his disciples, listen, I have to go because I, I'm sending someone greater a counselor, a friend, a helper. And he was referring to the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he said, wait for it. And so the disciples were all gathered in one place and they were waiting for what Jesus had promised when he said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. They were praying and the scripture breaks down in Acts. It says that all of a sudden it was like a mighty rushing wind came through the house where they were, where they were waiting, which is interesting because when you look at the word for the Holy Spirit, it's often referred to as the, the pneuma and the, the breath, the wind. And this is what happened. The Holy Spirit shows up and, and in a moment, and actually this may sound weird to some of the listeners, but in a moment right there, all of the disciples began, as they were praying, they began praying in different languages and, and it was called the, the gift of tongues. Maybe you've heard of that. Maybe you think it's weird. It does feel kind of weird, but it's actually beautiful. And so the disciples are, are praying and they're praying in all of these languages. It's brand new to them. They've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says that at that time, there was all of these Jews and they had gathered in that one area of Jerusalem for an event. And they started hearing the disciples speaking each in their own language. And they were amazed and they thought, what is going on? Are these men drunk? And, and then they asked the question and Peter gets up and he goes, no, we're not drunk. Like you're saying that we are, we've been filled with the Holy spirit. And he begins to present the gospel message of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And it says that day that thousands were added to their number. So this is where we really first see people becoming Christians or Christ followers and so you have to remember, they were all gathered in this city, but they weren't all from that city. So it wasn't like they all came together and said, oh, now we need a building and we're going to be the church. No, they all dispersed back to their hometowns. And so in order to start anything and to start gathering other believers and to start telling people the good news, which is the gospel, they, they did start meeting in their homes and in their houses. And so that was the launch of the church. Um, and so I, I do think house churches can be a beautiful thing, but they can't, if the goal was always to stay small, we wouldn't accomplish the mission of the church. The church actually exists to build up the body of believers. So to help me as a Christ follower, learn what it looks like to follow Jesus. So it exists for that purpose, but it also exists for the purpose that Jesus left us with when he said, Hey, your one job, the one job I'm giving you, if you choose to follow me is to go into all the world and make disciples, which means we actually have a responsibility if I've decided to follow Jesus, 
I need to tell people about it. And so if I'm going to take that to heart and really be the church and be the Christ follower that God has asked me to be, then I need to be telling other people about the good news. So the one thing I see is that a lot of house churches become places where people hang out and they build great relationships with one another and encourage one another and maybe grow personally in their faith, but lose sight of the big picture mission, which is we're supposed to grow. We're supposed to be bringing more people into this so that more people hear the good news. I think that sometimes when we get focused on the smallness and keeping it small, I think we get focused on it being comfortable for me. And we forget that our mission is never about me because once I've been saved, Jesus has saved me. And now I've got to go become a rescuer for other people. So yeah, those are things I think, Brittany. (laughs) That is so good. I'm like, shook over here with all of the the vision you just dropped and even just being a longtime Christian I just think it's so easy to lose sight of some of those because yeah I think we live in this culture that really it's a consumer culture we're all about what yeah. is good for me what is comfortable what do I like and yeah I, the the smallness that that being in a home is cozy and comfortable and there's there's something romantic about it but it I see that how it just misses the bigger mission that we are supposed to be on. So I just think you painted such a clear picture with that. Now, I do want to say, I have a lot of friends who have house churches and, and they do an incredible job and they have not lost sight of the gospel. In fact, what they're doing is they, they start in one house and then they are multiplying out to more houses. So I think as long as we're growing and as long as we're going, we're making a difference. Um, so I don't want to discredit that because there are different types of churches, but I do think it's important not just to get comfortable and consumer focused, like what you're saying. I, in our church specifically, we do what we call connect groups. In fact, you know this because you actually run them because <laughs> yeah, you know the value and community and uh, connect groups are such a great place. They're a small group of people that intimately know you and you know them and, and you walk with one another on this journey of faith and grow spiritually. And I think those are great places for us to focus on what is God doing in me? How does God want to grow me? But then when we gather as a whole, as a church, it's always been about who's the one person that's here that doesn't know God yet. Cause it's our job to help them find him. Cause we know that's the answer. So anyhow. Yes, that, that is so good. I love that you guys have taught me so much about how church on Sunday or Saturday, as we now have it is, is not about me. It's about the one it's about inviting people in that don't know Jesus so that we can help share the hope that we have found in him. Yeah. That help has helped me so much just transform just how I see a, a weekend service and like what yeah. is the purpose there. And I think that brings up another really good question. I think in our culture, we get so caught up in, in looking for all the things we want in a church. Like we want the music to be perfect and the <laughs> to be a certain way and the people to be a certain way and to be a certain size and you can go on and on. And so I, I understand all of those things. There are preferences we have. So how do we navigate if someone's going to go and find a church, how do they navigate kind of balancing like what they're looking for. Cause sure you want, you have a certain taste of music yeah. balancing that with, you know, not just hopping from church to church because nothing's ever going to be perfect enough. Absolutely. I think that's a great question. And I do think those are, those are questions people are asking as they're looking for churches. I, I really do believe that 
that God has a, a place for you. So sometimes you just have to start somewhere. You have to just start looking and, and experiencing different styles of churches to, to really discover what it is you're looking for. And, you know, all different churches have different music in a very traditional church. Um, you might sing hymns. I, I remember, you know, in a Baptist church, like hymns out of a hymn book. And personally, that's not my flavor. Um, I do respect and I love a good hymn of the church, but I, I don't want to sing a song just to sing it. Like I, I love that just really engaging because music makes you feel things, right? And I love I love just an active and engaging praise and worship journey. And so you, you do have to know what kind of style of music you're looking for, but be open because you never know. Something might be different than what you're searching for, but, but then when you're there in that moment, you're like, oh my goodness, like this is amazing. So you, you can have an idea of, okay, this is kind of the style of music I like. And, and maybe you like a, a preacher who's just going to be animated and, and preach and give you, uh, inspire you along your journey of faith. Um, maybe you prefer a teacher who is going to teach you line by line from the word of God. And those are just different styles of communicating the word of God. So it's important to know if you come to the movement church, you're going to experience engaging praise and worship. It's going to be loud in the room. And one of the reasons that we make it loud in the room is because when somebody comes in and they've never been to church before, they come in and people are standing up singing, it can feel awkward. And so sometimes it's just easier for the music to be loud so that you don't hear one another singing. You hear the, the leaders who actually have great voices <laughs> instead of maybe your neighbor next to you. And so we, we appreciate that. The music is going to be loud. My husband and I, as, as communicators and pastors, we, we're pretty animated, but that's just our personality too. If you ever hung out with me for dinner, you would get the same thing. Brittany's staring at me on a computer and I'm talking with my hands and I'm the only person in the room. And so we're, we're pretty active and engaging when we communicate, but our heart is how do we take the Bible and make it relevant to your life today? I am not as much of a teacher where I stand still or I sit still. I can't do that in a conversation with a friend, but there are great teachers out there who do an incredible job just sitting down and unpacking the Bible. So you do need to kind of know your style, but I would encourage you go to a church with open eyes and open hearts and, and just say, okay, God, what? What do you have for me? And be open to that and, and be sensitive to it. You'll feel a peace in your, in your gut. I, it's in your spirit. I like to say your gut, you know, you'll kind of go, huh, I, like, this is interesting. And if it feels that way to you, then give it another try. Maybe try it for a couple of weeks and find out more about that church and community. Don't just slip in and slip out. Talk to a few people. Find out, are these the kind of people that I could do life with? Are they friendly? You know, do they have a, a program for my kids? Are my kids going to have a good time when they're at church? So there's, there's some things that you can look for and evaluate. And, and then I would encourage you this, find out what the mission of the church is the mission and the vision of the church. Every church has one. The reason we have all different churches and not just one giant church is because God needs all different churches to do his work here on the planet. And so every church has a slightly different mission or vision and maybe some goals and things that they're trying to accomplish in the city or the region where God has placed them. So find out what that is. And if your heart 
aligns with it. I think those are great things to do. If the church offers some kind of a, a class, like a next steps or um, something where you can go and find out about the church, don't like, don't be a stranger, go find out about it and see like, is this something that I could be a part of? Those are just great things that you can ask the mission, the vision, get a feel for the values of the church and, and talk to people that are there and see if they're the kind of people you can do life with. That's the beautiful thing. Church is family that you get to choose. So go in with open eyes and an open heart and, and really don't just be looking at it as what can this church do for me? That's important, but also look at it as what can I bring to the mission and vision of this church? Because that's, that's how we do this is together. Yes. That's so good. Just trying to go in, not just with this consumer mindset, but to also look for what can I bring to the church? What gifts do I have to offer? And as we go on our journey, we're going to dig more into the gifts that I really believe God has placed in each one of you. And we'll dig more into that. But church is such a good place to live that out and to discover those. So I really hope that you press into that as well. Another one more question for Pastor Megan. I think I've heard some people, they go into churches and this could be any environment, but we're talking about church today. They go into churches (laughs) and they keep seeing the same thing. They feel like everyone is unfriendly. And then they go to another church and everyone there is unfriendly and no one seems to welcome them. Um, And so I'm just curious. I I know I've heard you tell a story just kind of about what that might be about. And I just have always found it to be so powerful. So I was wondering if you could share that. Why, Why might we be seeing the same thing everywhere we go? Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a, an old story from a a wise old sage. The story goes something like this. A, A wise old sage lived in between these two cities that were on a mountain. One was on the top of the mountain. One was at the bottom of the mountain. There was two different cities and he lived somewhere right in the middle. And so one day a traveler was journeying from the top of the mountain down to the village at the bottom of the mountain and stopped where the wise old sage lived. And he said to the wise old sage, sir, I'm traveling to the bottom of the mountain, to the village at the bottom of the mountain. And I've never been there before. And I'm just wondering what kind of people might I find there? And the wise old sage says to the traveler, well, sir, tell me, what was your experience in the village at the top of the mountain? What kind of people did you experience there? And the man replied, it's actually been a quite miserable experience. Everyone on the top of the mountain is unfriendly. I I feel left out of every social interaction. And I've tried to talk to people, but but they don't engage back with me. And I'm never invited to any of the, the group hangouts. And, and I, I, I'm just feeling like these people are snotty and uh, they're not interested in my life at all. And, and honestly, they're gossips and they talk about everybody in the, in the city and I'm just tired of it. And so I'm looking for something new. And the wise old sage replied to the traveler, Oh, sir, I'm so sorry. Unfortunately, you're going to find the same kind of people in the village at the bottom of the mountain. And so The traveler went on in his way and a little bit later, another traveler came from the top of the mountain and stopped and saw the wise old sage. And he said, wise wise old sir, (laughs) we'll call him that. Why, sir, I'm on a journey from the top of the mountain to the village at the bottom of the mountain. And I'm just wondering what kind of people will I encounter when I get there? 
And the wise old sage replied to the traveler, well, tell me about the experience you had with the people on top of the mountain. And the traveler said, oh, the best experience ever. The people that were there became like family to me. They were warm and friendly. They were inclusive. They showed so much hospitality and even to strangers, they were hospitable. And, and I always felt like I mattered wherever I went. And, and, and honestly, they were the greatest people that I had the privilege to be in relationship with. And the wise old sage re replied to the traveler, Oh, sir, I think you will find that the people at the bottom of the mountain are exactly the same. And I'm sure you can see where the moral of the story is going here. <laughs> the bottom line is you're going to find what you're looking for. If you have conditioned yourself to be looking for people to be unfriendly, or if you've conditioned yourself to constantly see that other people are always leaving you out or, you know, forming cliques and you're not included, I guarantee you, you're going to find that in every social circle you try to interact in. You're going to find what you're looking for. And that's not to not validate some of your experiences. There's moments where all of us are treated poorly. There's moments where we all fail and treat others poorly. But I, I would just challenge you that you're going to find what you're looking for. And so you do have to go into a new environment with a fresh perspective. If you're holding on to offense, if you're holding on to bitterness, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, not only will that poison you and, and really slow down your healing process, but it will contribute to everything you see in the future. I, I would challenge you to ask yourself the question, like, do I have, what's, what's the string of relationships look like in my life? You know, when you look back on your relationships um, and you reflect on them, are, are there a bunch of hurt, hurts and pains that are there? Do you constantly feel like you have always been the one left out? Do you constantly feel offended? And if so, I would challenge you to do some introspection and say, okay, what's the common denominator in these situations? Because sometimes it's the perspective that we go into relationships with that affects those relationships. And I know that that might be hard for some listeners to hear, but I think that part of the journey that you're on and even the reason you're tuned into Brittany's podcast is because you want to be healthy in all areas of your life and relationships with others. And so to do that, I think sometimes we've got to look within and, and allow God to illuminate for us maybe some areas where we need to grow and shift our perspective. Yeah, it's so good. And by the way, everyone, my daughter is sick and just woke up. So if you hear her snotty nose, <laughs> that's what's going on. Um, but we're moms, we get it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but I just, I, I hope you can see just why I've grown so much from being at the Movement Church. And literally the reason that I'm here today is because of everything the movement church has poured into me and, and the things that Pastor Megan specifically has spoken into me. I remember the specific day when she told me that she saw me as a leader and I just burst into tears because it's like something that I had always wanted to be, but I had this lie that told me that it, that wasn't me and that I couldn't do that. And mm. so since then, from that day, I have grown so much because I believed that I could do that then. And so there's been so many ways that just being a part of a community has impacted me and Pastor Megan has spoken to me at so many levels. So that's one of, one of the like amazing parts too, about being at a church is, um, yeah. you know, getting to be 
someone, people that know you and can speak into to who you are. And yeah, just one last question and then you can share where everyone can find you. I just want to know if you had any advice for these mamas, you've given a lot of advice, but specific advice to just this journey <laughs> of healing and just trying to live lives, the full lives that God has for us. Is there anything that you just want to throw out to them? Sure. I mean, my goodness, there's so many things. I, I know that I love that your podcast is called uh, Good Morning Mama. I, I, I just love that you talk to the mamas because I think that being a mom is one of the hardest jobs you could ever have. And whether you're listening and you are a mom now, or you hope to be in the future, I, I think that it's a, it's a challenging job. And I think you've got to give yourself some grace in the journey. You, you got to be patient with yourself. <laughs> you're not going to get it all right all the time. And there's days that are hard. You can't compare yourself to friends that you have or other parents that you see on Instagram or, you know, whatever it might be, because you're not them. God made you uniquely you, and he created you with everything already that your child needs. That's the reason he gave that child to you. And so if you're a working mom, like God knows that. And, and so you don't have to carry the guilt and the shame of, of going to work. Your kids need to see you pursuing purpose and, and the gifts and the callings that are on your life. And if you're a stay at home mom and you're sometimes tired and worn out and you just want to put a show on for your kids because you've been going all day long and you feel guilty about putting on a movie, give yourself some grace. You're working hard and they're going to be okay if they watch a show. And I mean, maybe check and see what it is, you know, all that wise stuff. But um, I, I'm just saying, give yourself some grace. Be the mom you're called to be. There are some great moms that I know that are stay-at-home moms and their greatest joy in life and their gifting is to create these beautiful atmospheres for their kids. And, and they're great at doing crafts and, uh, and, and coming up with, you know, play date activities that just blow your mind. And, and I'm so grateful for moms like that in my life that are my friends, because as my kids were little and growing, they always created some really fun experiences for my kids. And rather than compare myself to them, I, I had to choose to be grateful for who they were and go, you know what? And this is a mantra of mine. Maybe you can borrow it. It's I'm a champion of, and a cheerleader for my friends. And so I think we've got to celebrate the different gifts in, in different people. We don't have to compare ourselves to one another. We just get to celebrate one another. And so when I have friends that are awesome with incredible play dates, and my, my daughter went on this, uh, this play date a couple of years ago, and the mom that texted me, she goes, can Avery come and play uh, walkie-talkie hide-and-seek with us at the regional park? I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Yes, she can go. And I thought, I've never thought to do that before. I'm so glad Avery has friends in her life whose parents think of things like that. And, and on the flip side, like those parents are grateful for, for who I am in their kids' lives. So I think we just got to give ourselves some grace, embrace your season, embrace your giftings, embrace the passions that you have and, and be confident in that God made you your kid's mom for a reason. And so whatever God's doing in you in this season, your child needs, and it's going to be a part of their story and their future. So so give yourself some grace in that, in that journey and on the healing journey, personally, I would just encourage you again, be patient with yourself. It takes time, be open and be open to feedback from people who know you. I think sometimes we look, we have itching ears to suit 
what we want to hear. And so we go looking for the advice that we're hoping to receive. Um, you can find it anywhere these days. You can find it on podcasts. You can find it on Instagram. You can find it in different places. But I would encourage you, be open and teachable to the people who know you. And, and to do that, it's not always comfortable. Because sometimes people give you feedback and say, hey, this is an area where I see that you could grow. And it, it hurts. Or maybe you disagree, but I would challenge you to be open and to be teachable. That's that's how you grow in wisdom. And that's actually how you grow in that this healing journey is to go, yeah, maybe, maybe that this is an area I need to do some work. And you don't let it discourage you and you don't let it weigh you down and make you feel heavy, like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I can't get this right. No, you just take a deep breath and you go, okay, I'm gonna start the journey for that. And, and you allow God and people who know you to speak into your life and, and give you wisdom. I would encourage you to make sure that wisdom is founded on the word of God, because ultimately I believe that the, the Bible is, is the truth of God's word for us. And it actually holds so many keys to healing. So make sure that whatever it is, is founded on the truth and, and be patient with yourself along the journey. Cause it's, it's, a lifetime journey. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? And you're doing a good job. Somebody, if, if nobody's told you that today, you're doing a good job. You're, you're putting in the work. You're here. You're still listening right now at this moment, which means you're doing the work. And so I'm proud of you. Yeah, that's all so good. Patience, grace, so key. Oh, and yeah, even the, the mom guilt thing, you know, kind of, I, I know I've gone to Pastor Megan as I've come back to work and I've been dealing with some of those feelings. And I just love that idea of shifting that comparison and that guilt to an idea of celebration and being like, oh, actually, this is great for my kids. This, this makes our lives better. And they bring in gifts that I don't have. And that's just such a good shift on how we can see that. So yeah, thank you so much for that. I'm going to hold on to that, Jim. <laughs> so good. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> and yeah, thank you, Pastor Megan, for, for being here and unpacking all of this wisdom. I'm, oh, I just want to go back and listen to this and take some notes because <laughs> it was so good. If you could just share with everyone where we can find you so that people can oh, yeah. Yeah, discover you. Yeah. So if you are in Orange County, I'd love for you to come say hello at the Movement Church. We we meet in person right now on Saturday nights at 5 p.m. in San Juan Capistrano. Um, you can check our church out just to see a little bit more at theocmovement.com. You can also find us on Instagram at theocmovement. And it's a great way to kind of get a taste of who we are. But personally, and this one's kind of easy to remember, if you're an Instagram girl like I am, you can find me at Diva Pastor. Um, I promise I'm not really a diva. And that's another story for another day, how that name came about. But I'd love to connect with you on Instagram, Diva Pastor. Send me a message. I, I love to connect with all different people and all different girls in different seasons of life. So let me know how I can be an encouragement to you. That's so great. And I actually have always wondered why it was Diva Pastor because she, she, I mean, she has some diva qualities because she's that is gorgeous <laughs> and, you know, but I, it's just, it doesn't fit her fully. I so I really, <laughs> yeah, I want to know the full story someday. Um, okay. That's <laughs> great. But thank you so much, Pastor Megan. It's been such a blessing. And I know everyone that heard this is so blessed. So thank you for your time and yeah, just giving, giving yourself to us. You are so welcome. I love you and I'm proud of you, Brittany. All right, Mama, I hope you got 
just as much out of that as I did. I know I'm gonna go back and take notes because there was so much good stuff that Pastor Megan unpacked. And I just wanna press in more. Having a community that knows you, knows what's going on in your world, knows who you are, the depths of who you are, the depths of what you've walked through, the depths of what you're in now, all of that is so essential. They're gonna come alongside you and keep you accountable and support you and be there in the highs and the lows. And our Facebook group is going to be amazing. And I believe it's gonna be hopefully like a, a small picture of that. But as you know, social media is limited. You've got to have a community, a real in-person community that's gonna surround you in this way. And as Pastor Megan shared, it's, it's part of God's plan for you. So anything that he has planned for you, you want because God is the source of healing. So if we follow his playbook, his guidelines, that is where we're gonna find this healing that we keep talking about. And I just wanna add on one more thing. Pastor Megan touched on using our gifts in church. And I talked about how we're gonna talk about that a lot further down the road, and we are. But I also strongly believe that jumping into serving at a church, not just attending, but helping greet people at the door, helping in the kids ministry or helping make coffee. There's so many things you can do, but just, just picking one of those. It doesn't have to be the thing you're going to do forever. It doesn't have to be your greatest, deepest passion, but just jumping on a team can really contribute to this environment of healing that you are trying to create. Getting to contribute to something bigger than yourself, I can't tell you how powerful that is. And you're gonna feel such more a part of the church, a part of the community. It's how you get to know people. It makes you feel like you actually belong there. So even if you're in the midst of this healing season, you're in the depths of anxiety or depression or overwhelm, I highly suggest just jumping on a team and serving somewhere in your church. I know this is gonna impact you in a greater way than you can even understand. And as always, I can't wait to hear about it. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.